<laughs> hey, folks. <laughs> it started with that sound. Ah. <laughs> oh, I have the hiccups. This is such a bad hiccups. way to start. Are we starting or are we restarting? Oh, we're recording right now. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I do. I straight up have the hiccups. We're going to do terrible. a little bit of our origin stories. It's going to be so serious. I'm going to hiccup my whole way through it. Mm. <sighs> this one should be experiments on how to get rid of the hiccups. No. That's a, a terrible video. feeling. The only <laughs> more painful feeling than hiccups is the feeling like you're going to have a hiccup <laughs> and you're not. It's the post-hiccups feeling. It's almost worse. I think they're gone. Okay. Yeah. Today we're talking about our origin story. Um, separate and then together, I suppose. Making it up on the fly. Just how we got into it and, and what you know, fitness and nutrition means to us and ways that we look at it that making it more meaningful than, you know, just lifting weights and eating well. I think it's much more than that. Oh yeah. On a on a internal level. I don't know what the psychology is, but yeah, you wanna you wanna lead us off, Mr. Anthony? Um, sure. Um I think we kinda discussed in one of our other ones how I've always like since middle school or so, been into lifting and all that stuff. You know, always working out in some way or form. Got really serious in high school with football and everything. <coughs> After high school, you know, kind of lost direction about like where I wanted to do with it. So I mean, I just did normal stuff. Just worked. Uh, went into powerlifting and got super. I mean, I put on a lot of weight. Got strong as heck, but obviously fat as heck too and unhealthy. Yeah. And p- strong man in powerlifting essentially. And I got ridiculously strong, but also unhealthy, and it led to a couple of health issues. Uh, I got really sick for about two years, and in order to, after I got over it, I decided I needed to essentially remake my health and fitness, and uh, start diving into like what that meant. And this is right around the time, essentially CrossFit and all that stuff started getting pretty big. So I started looking more into functional fitness and like cardiovascular work and everything. Cause I hadn't done running or anything really since high school. Yeah. <laughs> it's heavy lifting. Um, and first I guess I went into like, you know, distance running, all that stuff. Cause if I had one of my best friends is always in a cross uh, country runner. So he got me into like running half that marathons. The and one stuff. that's in the CIA. Yeah. CIA Pat. Got it. He'll probably be on at some point. Say his name. He'll be on at some point. I'm guessing. In case he actually <laughs> is in the CIA. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm always going to be a believer. <laughs> um, been a transition more into functional fitness and everything. And uh, pretty much I was just trying to figure out how to be as healthy as possible. So I transitioned yeah. into like really get into the science of training and nutrition and like getting certs and everything like that just so I can make myself healthier. Yeah. And as I started making myself healthier, I realized, hey, you know, like there's a lot of people out there who could probably use this too. And seeming as though I have my own unique perspective because most people who do, I mean, most people who get into this do have their own, which is why yep. they get followings and all that stuff. You know, I mm-hmm. felt like people, the right people would vibe with me and I'd be able to help them through whatever they're going through, either yeah. physically, mentally or whatever, as long as it comes alliance is mine you know i'm not gonna be able to help everyone obviously and yeah everyone's gonna fit well but there are gonna be those who do so 
pretty much I used it in order to get out of my unhealthy space I had put myself in. Mm-hmm. And a lot of that came from, like I said, not having the goals set that I wanted. You know, like I didn't have, I was kind of aimlessly going. So I just did the bare minimum in order to <laughs> yeah. feel like I was healthy. And as I started putting goals ahead of myself, that's when I started getting healthier, leaner, putting on lean mass, all that stuff. And Was there like a moment? Where you like just kind of sat down with yourself and were like, okay, like this isn't what I'm doing isn't working and I need to like, yeah. and you so really started taking things seriously. After I got, s- I guess it was while I was sick. Mm-hmm. Um, it was weird. I mean, obviously I dropped like, I was about 250 pounds, you know, chiseled steel and sex appeal at that point. <laughs> uh, oh my God. Uh, on all sorts of you know supplements and everything like that and uh i dropped all the way down to like 150 so i lost 100 pounds while being sick for like two years yeah and i told myself from then you know like um i do anything possible to not have this happen again so i decided like i started researching a lot more like getting to the science behind all that stuff like how to help myself be rid of certain things that would lead more to this sickness, I guess. Yeah. Um, I don't like talking about it, as you can tell, so I'm not really talking about exactly what it was. But uh, <laughs> um, that's pretty much how it escalated from there. And then, you know, after that period, I just wanted to help other people regardless. I mean, even if they weren't sick, obviously. But mm-hmm. people are along their struggle of losing weight and all that stuff and putting on more masks or whatever it is because i'm obviously a mask guy i like i'm a mask monster i want people to be strong as heck mm, I yeah think it translates direct to health obviously only if you're doing it the right way yep but yeah, i'd say it was while being sick i decided i need to make a change and when i got better i just kept at it i decided i needed to keep the weight off because obviously being that heavy especially i'm only like five eight five nine mm-hmm. i think 250 pounds is unhealthy. Five, six, or seven. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, from my perspective. <laughs> yeah. You're also like six foot one. Six two. one, about. Yeah. Um, yeah, so I'm like five, eight, five, nine at 250. That's a hefty boy at that point. Like, I don't, I didn't have a neck for like a few years. There's <laughs> all this traps and chest and back. I still got a big chest and big butt from all that time from <laughs> lifting so heavy on both those <laughs> muscles for so long. Um, but yeah, I think that's when it happened. I was sick, um, decided I needed to change something. Yeah. And as I decided to change something, I got gained all the knowledge and the know-how and I wanted to apply it to other people who wanted to make the change as well. Yeah. And I've thankfully been sickless for like the last, I think uh, the word is well. (laughs) Yeah. Sickless. Sickless. Unsickless. The last... (laughs) seven years yeah. so it's been working i guess Good. i mean obviously i've been sick but not hasn't my original sickness has not come back yeah yeah <laughs> <laughs> the stuff you can't really help getting from time to time yeah yep. but that's essentially it, i think and now i just help other people get strong and lean what do you get out of that it's the st- i guess more than anything what i get out of it is not really like how they look but like how like when I'm coaching people in the gym or online or whatever, how it carries over into the everyday life. That's my yeah. favorite part is seeing people 
like I've been doing like a lot of short clips with people in our gym, like before and after the gym and post into our uh, Instagram and everything like that. And just seeing like how happy it makes people to see themselves like doing that, like and how much more confidence they have going throughout their life too. Like yeah. every day, like taking more risk outside because like they feel confident mm-hmm. like in their abilities. So like, you know, like it builds a lot of mental strength too. If you're going hard in Metcon or lifting heavy weight. Yep. Like training that, your quit. Yeah. That, that point of like, you know, like when you don't think you can go on, then your coach yells at you, keep going. You have like five minutes left and you're almost there. And then like, you just keep pushing and you're like, after you're done, you're like, how the heck did I just do that? I went further than I thought I was going to get. Yep. Or uh, you hit a heavier rep, way heavier rep. Someone PR'd by 30 pounds this week. Oh, geez. On what lift? I think it was a clean. Dang. Yeah. This girl, she's freaking crushing it right now. She's hit like six PRs like within the last few months. And like she's been there for a few years, but yeah. she's suddenly just booting. I can tell like by how she's acting outside and like how much more confidence she's getting through all this stuff. It makes a difference. Yeah. It's like when you go all in on something, mm-hmm. it like helps you go on on everything else too. Like, well, and it's scary to put hundreds of pounds on your back and yeah. lift it, especially if you know. <coughs> you know, when you're max testing, you're literally saying, I might fail on this one single rep. Oh, yeah. You know, and that can be scary. Who wants to be crushed by all the weight sitting on there? But you do it, and you're like, holy wow, I just did that. And it's hard. I feel, not to be sexist, but I feel like it's harder for women because yeah. there's a stigma when it comes to women lifting heavy. You know? Yeah. Like, they have this stigma because other people put it on them. So, like, they're like, oh, I can't lift that. And you're like, yes, you can. Yeah, you you can. just, You just moved... I'm just a girl, quote yeah. unquote. Yeah. I don't know how many times I've heard that, guys. I know not every woman thinks like this, but there is a large majority that does. Yeah. And they're all almost 100% stronger than they think they are. Oh, yeah. And it's been proven time and time again when they're like, put, we'll put 10 more pounds on your side. And then they hit it. And I'm like, all right, we'll put five more. So they yep. go 30 pounds extra. Or like when they're not looking, like there was one of our coaches who was working out once with the class and I was coaching her. I was like, we were building up to a one rep deadlift with some handstand push-ups, and I was like, "Well, I was like, you need to get heavier." She's like, "No, no, no." And like every time she went to do handstand push-ups, I put five more pounds on. Every yep. time she didn't even notice because the workout was going so quick. That by the time she did it, we had PR'd her by like fifteen, twenty pounds. Yeah. She didn't even realize that I put two and a half on each side, and then a five, and then a two and a half, and a five, and then a ten, and I just kept going up until finally she was fifteen pounds over her previous PR. But she didn't know what sh- was happening. Yeah, didn't even realize it. Yeah. So I think that's the most I get out of it is this. Now, for me, personally, it's like watching people go beyond their perceived yeah. limits that they have for themselves because either they put it on themselves or society has put it on yeah. them. <clears throat> and then seeing it carry over into their life. And, you know, like I do, I get a lot of messages from people. Like, and that makes me happy. Like, mm-hmm. I think some people think they're bothering me. <laughs> but. I think after we get to talking, they usually, they know they're not, but I feel like a lot more people would reach out if they figured that they weren't bothering me. Yeah. But like, you know, the people who do like, yeah, I, I give them positive feedback back and it makes me happy to see them succeeding in everywhere, including the gym. Yeah. Oh yeah. Well, and, and it must be like a reflection of the own thing, the thing that you went through, you yeah. know, that's gratifying just to see that. And cause there isn't, I don't want to say no better feeling, but it's definitely one of the top feelings when you are just sort of going through those tough times that naturally come in life. And then you start succeeding. 
Yeah. Like you, it starts with like one little win, you know, and then you yep. just start getting more and more and more and you see the light and it's, it's way better than just being surrounded by good things all the time is when like you're just surrounded by the sucky things and that feeling of relief and, and finally taking some ground in your life. Yeah. You build a momentum one thing at a time. Yeah. So seeing that in other people, I mean, you get to live it with them all over again. And not to sound like uh, self-centered, but I like sharing that stuff with people because yeah, my personal stuff. If you get to know me on personal level, I'll tell you like all the details. But um, you know, like I like sharing that with them because it helps give them perspective and it helps yep. push them. You know, like oh yeah, it's really good. So what about you, what got you into all this fitness biz? Uh, I was, I think the extent of my fitness in, well, not middle school because it was none. <laughs> in high school, I did P90X a couple times. <laughs> oh, um, God, I remember that, dude. Yeah, it wasn't so bad. Me and my buddy did that in yeah. the UNO dorms, and they, his people below us hated really? us. Yeah, yeah I, did, I did P90X, um, and then just some you know easy classes in high school. Uh, I think that was really it. And then I started getting in, it was my senior year. I'm a friend of mine who at the time was a professional fighter and was a former UNO uh, Big Ten athlete or Big 12, I think, is when you not UNO, UNL, excuse me. Go Huskers. Um, she's an athlete, was a high jumper, and I think she just straight up told me one day, was like, you're you're a little soft. <laughs> we need to do something <laughs> about that. And then she's still just, telling me soft, by the way. Yeah, she just started. Uh, thanks. Just started training me up a little bit, and that was the fitness side of things. And I, and then I just got into running. I don't know why. Um, I started running all the time. I moved to Florida on a whim, and I was running everywhere there. I started a whole thing. Everybody in Florida was so mean. Not mean. <laughs> They're just they just weren't personable. Like in the midwest everyone waves to each other oh yeah so i started a thing down there where anytime i was running by somebody you know i'm an idyllic 19 year old at the time i'd high five them and then everybody on the a1a in south florida like would just start high-fiving each other it became a thing after that <laughs> but anyway that was a fun side story um the nutrition stuff though i feel like before you go on that uh mm -hmm. i feel like running is a lot of people's kind of yeah gateway into fitness because i mean like like i said that was mine once i decided to get healthy too is like i went on yeah. a running binge of doing like half marathons and stuff like yep everybody would do super long runs and everything i think you know everyone knows how to run mm -hmm, i think i mean maybe not right but everyone yeah. i mean i still don't run right but i can run long you you do it <laughs> it's like a play behavior you know what i mean mm -hmm. so it's an easy one to jump into it's an easy one to set you know goals equipment. and distances you know um and a measure so it's a great one i love running i still love running but the nutrition stuff i had a uh acquaintance of mine or former pal of mine had uh was diagnosed with celiac and it was actually casey and i decided to go gluten-free uh with him for his benefit just to see you know just to help him out because then this is 2008 2009 i don't know way early on uh and i noticed within a month there was a huge difference in how i felt and that's that's the most important part like how i felt physically like my skin health improved a ton that was pretty acneed up <laughs> nothing terrible but it was there but i was like wow 
I have been living in like a bog in my mind. Uh, just just not thinking very clearly and whatnot. And I think after that, it was just like, I just dove in. I'm like, what else can I do? This is like a superpower, you know? Like, you mean mm-hmm. just what I can eat is going to change my perspective? Will we'll literally shift the gears of my, my brain? Change your brain DNA. I mean, it, yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, it, it just did. And, and the more I got into it, and especially the paleo primal stuff, and I was I was real bought into, like, the the imagery of paleo and primal. I mean, mm-hmm. I've always loved Native Americans and hunter-gatherer stuff, and it's always been my favorite stuff. So I was just all in. I loved it. And now, you know, I'm, I don't have too many diet dogmas. I still love that kind of stuff. But when it comes down to the data and the science, that's the thing for me is, you know, what what changes when you when you change your diet? And then for some people, it can be everything. And for me, it was everything. I think when I – and there was a moment when it got even more. It was kind of the same story as you. Um in college had overwhelmed myself with a full-time job full-time student uh my job was a seriously tough job working um with uh mental health patients and i mean i just you know being in college i was drinking every night you know not for any sadness reasons just because that's what you did in college there's always somebody who wanted to party and and like okay whatever i can do i can go on three four hours of sleep well your brain and body really don't like that if you do it (laughs) chronically like i did i think like a lot of college kids did yeah you hit that wall and and that wall isn't just like a you need a week of rest it's like okay i need to reset like i need i need time to just collect and heal Cause I really, I really believe I did some, some damage to my brain and my body with, with uh, the drinking I was doing and lack of sleep and just my nutrition was still, I want to say it was good, um, but I think I was playing with fire with a lot of things too. You sound like a lot of nutrition clients when they come on. So how are you eating right now? Good. What does that mean? Good. Yeah. <laughs> so for me, that was like <laughs> I was trying all this fasting and stuff. Yeah. Um, you can't drink you know a sixer at night and then fast the next day and then yeah. go on these super deep calorie deficits and and have no sleep and not be taking care of your body and be overwhelmed all you just can't put all those things together that is not yeah. a it was not manageable at all so i was i was stressing myself out in so many different directions physically stressed but yeah the, he, the healing process from that is i suppose what i call it um kind of taking back like my life and being like okay let's let's sit down and have a rally point here and just kind of reorganize it centered around health and nutrition it was like okay like you got to be an adult about how you take care of yourself i i don't think i've really had a stomach for drinking since i've drank i have had my moments but low carb paloma <laughs> yeah that was a birthday drink for two years ago <laughs> now <laughs> but you know um I really prioritize my sleep, uh, my nutrition. I really prioritize, and I just notice that there's things when I eat. If I down a bunch of grains, my body just doesn't respond. My brain doesn't respond, and I feel god awful sometimes. Now, I mean, I really notice the difference, and that was such a knowing how un- unacceptable it was, how I felt at the time, like how out of sorts I was, and then how much of a difference this <coughs> thing I could a decision I made two to three times a day, what I put in my body made, it was, 
it was just enlightening in a lot of ways. So, yeah, I mean, that was, and then the fitness is a piece in it, you know? Yeah. I mean, it all goes together. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Fitness and nutrition, like, once you get down to the brass of it all. Yep. Oh, yeah. So, what is your main takeaway now from coaching? Coaching is, it's the same thing. Like, when I, when I can, knowing what I know now, it, and, like, how much I suffered at the time. And it wasn't just me that suffered. There were other people that suffered. That was kind of my mission statement I wrote out a while ago. Like, that I can do something about it and I can prevent someone getting to the point where I was at. Um, which, I mean, there's, you know, it wasn't the most awful thing. It was it sounds worse than I'm making it sound. But I could stop somebody from hitting the point where they have to put a whole reset button on their life. You know, they yeah. can just – they can – keep doing what they're doing and not you know like i i think i took a semester off of school just to take a step back um that's important to me i can catch them ahead of time that it feels purposeful just to be like hey you know like let's take a step back let's get this organized right now because it can get it can get worse that's for sure yep and the cool thing is is like you can do something about it right now <coughs> and so. i feel like that's I guess a lot of what coaching is is like empowering mm-hmm. people to see like that these choices they make. Yeah. It's no one else, you know, it's them who are making these choices. These yep. are the impact. Like, you know, if you want a certain goal, both physically, nutritionally, or mentally, all that stuff, it can be controlled by what you're taking in or what you're putting out. Yeah. <coughs> I mean, in the end, they're all doing it for themselves, you know? They should be. Yeah. Like when it comes to that kind of stuff. You can have people that you're working for and whatnot. That's important too, but. I mean, like, you you can't be in a situation of personal development, and that's what this is, nu- you yeah. know, nutrition and fitness. There's people who do it for their family, which is great. Don't get me yeah. wrong. But I feel like that's fleeting to an extent, you know what I mean? I'm, if, unless you're doing it for yourself, I don't feel like – obviously, all that stuff's going to happen anyway. If you're doing it for yourself, yep. you're going to be better for your family. And that should be, like, how you think about it. Because I feel if you're doing it for someone else, I don't know, like – Sometimes I guess the motivation can be there, but I've seen people get into it for their family and then like fall out of it because of family. But people who usually come in for themselves, like have complete transformations. Like if they're a hundred percent in for themselves, like we've had people come in on like almost dying. Like they can't do more than 15 minutes of cardio before like they have to take the the heart medicine and all this stuff. And like, then they get off it Mm -hmm. like, cause they've, they put in the time after months and months of training and like down nutrition they don't have to have be on any medication anymore for their heart or anything yeah like completely off because they decided for themselves they wanted to make their lives better and they wanted to stick around as long as they could yep and and i agree too because if it's just an expectation of your family to do something and your whole thing is like oh i just have to meet that expectation yeah, you'll stop once you're you gonna meet it. the bare minimum of that expectation and that's where you'll stop yep until until you get the the kicking the behind again and then you just kind of repeat the cycle i mean what you really need to do is be like i mean you're right what's what's in this for me i know it sounds kind of selfish but it's it's gonna drive you more in my opinion what's in this like how much better can i feel about myself accomplishing these things and then that's an that's an important thing in a selfless way because then you are telling other people around you hey, you can accomplish this. So if you want your, your kids to be your drive, like show your kids what you can do competing against yourself, you know? 
and I feel like there's obvious there's a couple places in life where you you should be shell uh, selfish selfish. I don't know. Yeah. I was gonna say selfish. You should be selfish. Where you should be <laughs> selfish. I think it's because I said should and sell. Damn it. Yeah. <laughs> 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 where you have to be selfish, you know, like, and that's one of them. It's like, if you want to be as healthy for as long as you can, for as long as you're, you're allowed to be, I guess. Yep. The best way to do it is through nutrition and training protocols. And that doesn't mean killing yourself every day going to the gym. It doesn't mean necessarily, like, eating 100% of the time the best of your ability, even though you should try your best to do that. Yeah. It's just, you know, like taking it a few steps at a time and then growing upon it, like we were saying earlier, building that motivation to keep pushing forward on mm-hmm. whatever it is. Because it's going to, the truth is, like once you get into like training and nutrition, like after the training, I mean, you're going to have to start pushing harder eventually and yeah. harder and harder. And the better shape you get, the harder you have to push. And the same thing like nutrition. Like, if you want to do certain goals, it's going to have to go one way or the other, you know? Like, cut down in order to get to a certain weight or build up. You have to go mm-hmm. up. And it's like, it's pushing on those barriers. Or if you're going back and forth every few months, it's yep. bouncing back and forth. And it this makes me, and on the fitness side, this makes me think of um, one of my favorite phrases I heard. This uh, former drill sergeant who turned into what's called a tack, which is like a drill sergeant for an officer candidate. She said, how you do anything is how you do everything. Hmm. And she wasn't even talking to me, so I don't think she understood how much I got out of that. But, I mean, I caught it in passing. Hmm. How you do anything is how you do everything. And that that has stuck with me for months now. I've just, I still consider it like, if I know I'm doing something and, a, and I'm bullshitting myself, I'm like, cool. When the important shit comes up and I bullshit that too, am I really going to be happy about this? And I'm going to be like, well, at least it was convenient. <laughs> no, I'm going to be real. Like, I'm going to suffer some shitty consequences. So that's, and I'm going to bring up a trainer pet peeve in this. When oh people ask me how much time's left on the clock. Oh, God. Yeah. I hate that. I hate that. That's Stop asking. Done. You'll yeah. hear the bell ring. Yep. You're yep. going to hear the bell. I can't see the timer. I don't care. You don't need to see the timer. It will tell you or I will tell you. Because when people look at that timer, they quit at two. I get the I get the same time. Oh. Time and the, I don't know if you guys use Wattify. No. But uh, we use Wattify, so it keeps track of everyone's scores. So people ask me, so what uh, What weight did the other guys use? Or what oh, weight did yeah. the other girls use? I'm like, I don't know. I'm like, but you should go as heavy as you can while maintaining like yeah. the the stimulus of this workout if it's yep. meant to be fast it needs to be something you can move fast yeah. I, don't, I don't care if you're doing the same weight as them if you're able to get less reps yeah it's not the same stimulus you know <laughs> you uh, yeah when <coughs> i think about that clock all i think is you should look at that clock and be like that's nothing you yep. should have made it if it's 30 seconds you should be like should have been 45 i can do 30 seconds easy because when you do 28 <laughs> like are you gonna do are you gonna quit at the at the last second yeah, on everything God. else write it out gosh like i can't you've saved no time at all You've not saved any suffering, and you've told yourself that it's okay to quit at the last second. Yeah, just push for that last few seconds. How, that's that phrase. How you do anything is how you do everything. I ponder. can't stand that. That makes I'm me. I ponder that phrase for a while. I I, I still can't get out of my head. Well, dude, it, it directly translates to exactly what we're talking about too, mm-hmm. though. Like people who push it hard in the gym and like get that next level. Like yep. it goes outside of the gym. Yeah. Like, people think it's like oh, you know, like but no, it's like I've, yeah. everyone I've seen who gets 
gets it in the gym, who like starts applying all these things mm-hmm. that they're pushing for, it it shows outside the gym in their work, in their yeah. own personal lives, all that stuff. Like it's true. Their marriages, I've seen that many times. Oh yeah, I've seen their careers or people just start their own thing because mm-hmm. like you know you know what I can do this on my own. I don't need this company, and they've succeeded. You know, like not oh, it's not saying it's a hundred percent success, but I'm saying like yeah, you're pushed to those. To where you have that confidence and you're not doing the nothing. ability to do it, yeah. Yep. Not everything you're not obviously you're not going to succeed at everything you do in life, but yeah. <laughs> but you know, it's just it, it gives you that yep. that willpower and the confidence to push onward. And it, I mean, it's, it's a character test. Yeah. And it's a way to change your character because if you're going to go in there and say, okay, what's what's the bare minimum that you're going to be a bare minimum guy? Yep. That's just what it's going to be. I mean, th- that's same phrase i'm gonna i'm gonna tattoo that backwards on my forehead so i see it every day <laughs> no i think about Mike tyson shit <laughs> there's been, yeah right there's been moments where i'm doing my laundry and i literally like i have a way that i put my laundry away and it's it's just kind of an army thing that got drilled into me you know mm-hmm. and i'll just want to throw it in my drawers and be like whatever throw my drawers in my drawers and i'll and uh and even then, I'm like, no. Like, if you're not gonna do this little thing right, what? Why are you gonna do the other things right? Like, what's your motivation? That's I. I get like, even when my apartment's not clean, or, or I know I'm slacking on something. It just that's that's what I get out of the gym. Honestly, is like if yeah. I'm just if I'm gonna go in here and slack and be lazy, I can expect to be slacking and lazy the rest of the day. And it happens. Yeah, <laughs> I'm a person. Yeah, but it's not gonna be like an everyday thing. It, it's a litmus test, yeah. for sure, of of how you're gonna. Sometimes you get in there and you do just go through the motions, but you yeah. know it's like, mm-hmm. I don't want to say the eighty twenty rule, but you know, because like, I feel like you should try to give it a hundred percent of the time. Yeah, I feel like the eighty twenty rule gives a lot of people leniency. Like you know, twenty percent of the time I can do that, and that's not it. Like I feel like if go you're, as long yeah. as you can, you if know, if you're <laughs> aiming at a hundred, and and you know you're falling short at ninety. Yeah. You you can safely be like, you know what? I was aiming at 100 and I made it 90. Okay. You know what I mean? Yeah. I'm, some things can I just up. hate when people apply the 80-20 rule, like, for nutrition or anything, you know, like, because, yeah. I mean, if you think about it realistically, every five meals you eat one really shitty meal. Yeah. Like, you're not going to get, you're not going to get anywhere with that. You're going to have trouble. It's like, yeah, it's just, yeah. it doesn't carry over. Like, you should try your best all the time, but if you fall short, it's okay too. Yeah. Like life happens. Yeah. And but the but fact it's just that you're fact aiming you're trying. is what makes yeah. a difference. Because if you're Your aiming higher. At, yeah. But if you're a person who's like the expectation's a hundred, but I know I'll get away with eighty. Yeah, you're yeah. not aiming at a hundred. Exactly. You're, <laughs> you're aiming, aiming at, at 80. eighty. Exactly. And, and you're gonna make sixty. And I've, <laughs> like that's I've always had a I've always had a tr- trouble yeah, because then they're hundred becomes at eighty and then yep. so on for, so forth, yep. all the way down. You're like, Oh well I didn't track anything. I have certain clients who are like that. Yeah. Like I'll get away with this much <laughs> and then you fail even worse. And I'm like, oh, yeah. <laughs> and like and I we know, like we know so much the better. The 80/20 rule like it works if like if you're a high performer. Don't get me wrong. If you're a high performer and like you're able and you're already doing everything yep. and like you fall short like that 20%. I mean, it's it's not even 20% really. I mean, realistically yeah. it just it's that thing that says to you, "Hey, okay, I didn't do it today. That's great. I'm yeah. still fine." It's not real realistically that twenty percent. It's actually much lower, but it's just an easy way to tell people like you can fall short. Yeah. But that actual twenty percent, if you go, if and you actually base it off of that, you're gonna f- yeah, you're not gonna get there. And if you're hitting a hundred, 
you're not really hitting 100. That's my yeah. opinion. If you've hit 100% all the time, you're not being challenged. Well, that and there are people like I won't plug like. Uh, well, you talked about one individual recently. I know. Yes. Um, who I could not live that rigidly. Yep. And that's exactly what I was going to bring up. I'm not okay. going to say his name. Yeah. But he's a, a big, big guy in the functional fitness yep. industry. And it shows. It does. It shows. I but, wouldn't want to live that way. To, but I will also say, like, if you look at his life, unless like you live, breathe and piss yeah. like functional fitness, it is not the life you want to live. Yeah. <laughs> Like I love fitness, but not to the point to where it consumes everything I do. You yep. know, I want to be fit enough and everything to do the other things I want to do, and live a longer life. Yeah, I'm I'm definitely a a carrot guy when I think is the phrase carrot or the stick when it comes to fitness. I like fitness, I really do, and I love the science behind it. It's really I just like science in general. So, especially when it comes to human physiology. Um, but I far more enjoy the things fitness gives me <laughs> than the actual oh, process yeah. itself. And I'm the exact opposite. <laughs> yeah, like I, I, I like looking better. I do. I like feeling great. I really yep. do. Uh, and but you know, there's times when I'm like squats specifically. I'll never like them. I just know I won't. I know I'm not. I like. I shouldn't say that. I don't know that I won't. I'll never love them. But I know for as long as I've had a relationship with squats it hasn't been a good relationship that's because okay. you haven't squatted three times a week for months on end you know what i'll commit <laughs> right now let's do it i'll squat three times a week no you're lying you just gotta vary up the intensity on it if i eat spicy enough food i squat three times a day <laughs> <laughs> that's terrible i'm sorry <laughs> just close true. on that like yeah <laughs> no but that's i mean that's honestly what i learned from fitness was when i first jumped in I w- like I said, I wasn't a fitness person. I yeah. wasn't, and I and I didn't jump in for reasons that I wanted to. It was an approval thing from from someone that I respected and still respect. Um, and that's that was sort of my transition into it. I mean, I was like a theater speech nerdy kid. I didn't. This shows. Ah, thanks. <laughs> and now I'm like crazy about this stuff. But I, uh, you know, it's one of those things that it taught me a ton. I know when I first did CrossFit, my goal going into CrossFit was train your quit. You're going to train your quit. It doesn't like all the cool stuff is great. I love it. And that those are wins too. But you're going to get in here because you know you don't want to do this hard thing for 15, 20 minutes on end. Yep. And you're going to do it. And now I can't stand. It's like one of those things where you hate the weakness you held on yourself and <laughs> others. You have like a particular sensitivity to it because you're <laughs> like, no, I know that monster. Yep. And I know it can be conquered and I know the reason it's not being conquered. Yep. And like, and I didn't like it about myself and I don't like it about, you know, whoever it is I'm training that's, that's fighting it. Yep. So, and if I yell at them, I'm not yelling at them. I'm yelling at that monster. I'm yelling at me inside them. Yeah. That too. <laughs> that sounds weird. <laughs> I'm yelling at me inside of them. <laughs> yes. Some instances it might be true. Who knows? Yeah. It's one of those things. Um, that's, yeah, that's my story on it. Hmm how I feel about it. That's that's the best. It's the easiest tool to utilize for personal development. It really is. Yep. Like you said, like, I mean, it could all start with just a run, you know, like pushing yep. yourself on the running or mm-hmm. you can do like body weight stuff at home, like pushing yourself further and further each time until, even if you don't have the money to like go to a gym or anything. Yeah. You know, that's like how it starts. And everyone could do nutrition. Because if you, yeah. it doesn't cost any extra really to eat healthy food. I'm not going to lie to you. When you break it down, not really. 
a lot of people are like, oh, it's more expensive. Like, yeah, if you go to, like, a restaurant with healthy food. But if you get, yeah. like, all the healthy food to cook at home, you'll be fine. Yep. Bulking season gets expensive. Yeah, that's when it gets expensive. <laughs> but, I mean, like, if you break it down to just, like, healthy carbs, vegetables, fruits, yeah. and proteins, like, you're fine. That's not, And you know yeah. what? So what if it is? Yeah. That's what I have to say. It's ne- my thing is it's just t- negligible, yeah. like, the difference between pricing. Like, Tell me, unless you are, like, a budget master who's just eating dirty food because it's cheap, you don't exist. <laughs> yeah. I, you, no, you don't. Like, I I know you're spending money on fast food. I know you're spending money places that you don't need to spend it. Like, you can prioritize with your money. If you want to spend <clears> – <throat> if it, it costs more to buy healthier food, you go tell me how much insulin costs. Yeah. Because that's the direction, I mean, statistically, that's the direction most people are heading. Tell me how much that costs. Depending on where you You live, it's a lot. Yeah. (laughs) Depending on where you live, it could be thousands of dollars or a couple hundred dollars. Corners of our country, like, it's, Uh, the the payoff is way more. And I think they even said, like, the the payoff comes at 55 when you're looking at people with all their issues. That's when they start popping up. And then if you've taken care of yourself, well, you're not going to have those expenses. CIA Pat was one, is one of the most frugal man you'll ever meet. Is he? And I remember, like, when we lived together, he would, uh, I mean, he would eat healthy, while, but he would just make sure he cooked everything at home. Like, when yeah. we go out places, he would drink beer because he, like, he loves beer, which That's is fine. To but, he would never, but he would never get food, ever. Huh. He'd only eat at home. So he'd eat, like, healthy, like, uh, rice, vegetables, and protein every day. He'd, like, bulk it. And, like, he'd, when we get home from the bars... He'd come home, heat up his healthy food. <laughs> Smart guy. And then, but he, yeah, he refused to spend money outside of, of the house on food. Like, all of his spending money he would use for drinking, which is yeah. not, obviously <laughs> not the healthiest way. But I just mean, like, everybody else is drinking. What I'm trying to say is, like, yeah. he was always on a budget, and he, he paid off all of his college loans in, like, a few years. Nice. Like, by himself. Very cool. And, uh, yeah, he ate healthy. Like, all, every meal was healthy, home prepped. Like, yeah. he was extremely rare that he went out and like actually had food at a restaurant that we were even if everyone else is eating and having drinks he would just have a drink or so with us and that'd be it do you want to eat any food yeah. i remember my my thing I i'd always tell him. everyone was i would like he's he drinks his food so he drinks his food <laughs> drinking <laughs> your dinner yeah, yeah exactly I'd like he just drinks his food oh man but yep every yep. day we got home speaking of cheap hacks we we should close it out on this because it's really good and we're all gonna oh, try yeah. it I learned that you can take eye of round, which is a very tough piece of steak. Yes. It's usually a stew meat. Um, but you can take it and you can marinate it or tenderize it in pureed pineapple for like an hour. And it'll be like tender like a ribeye. Oh. So there's going to be like an influx of pineapples and really <laughs> cheap steak in this house. Because I'm a, I'm a pineapple help your... What? Um, you know, I don't know. I You're either talking about poop or boners. Boners, man. Um, does it? I think I read something about that. Uh, the only thing I know about pi- pineapple, I'm a, a nerd, <laughs> I'm a nerd out right now. There's an enzyme, proteolytic enzyme called bromelain. Oh, I've heard about this. Too. So that's what that's what uh makes your tongue sting when you eat pineapple. Well, that's what that's what tenderizes the yeah. meat. It's breaking down the the fibers in the meat, but it also eats your scar tissue. That's a good thing. Oh, okay, that's what I was. Yeah. I remember Yumi had to talk about this because mm-hmm. there's one other vegetable. I think was it carrots or fruit? something. Yeah, fruit. That papaya. Has bromelain or no, it else. doesn't have bro- papaya. Has papain, which is another proteolytic enzyme. 
There's so you can else. just buy now plant enzymes and yeah i take them every like fairly often like i took them right after we got home i've been thinking about getting on the enzyme game they have like Bro. protein enzyme games and all Bro, that stuff now. I got the enzyme hookup. <laughs> <laughs> we'll find you the best enzymes. <laughs> Dude, I'm like, I was reading into like protein enzymes and like how it helps you digest obviously more protein. Yeah. Higher protein synthesis, which g- mm-hmm. obviously helps you build more muscle, repair muscle, all that stuff. Yeah. So I was like, hmm, I should, should try this. Get on an enzyme game. Just take them with your protein shakes. They're cheap. That's what I figured. Too. They're super cheap. Even there was the whey protein is so broken down already yeah i just mean like when i'm eating and stuff yeah i mean i They're eat great. just like you i eat a lot of i don't eat as quite as much protein as adam but i still eat like 220 grams a day yeah if not more on average it's i try to hit 220 but mm-hmm. sometimes i'll go over which is fine but uh yeah that's still a lot of protein oh yeah and it's spaced out over like three or four meals so that's a lot of protein in each meal yeah i think we both just had like a pound of bison yeah that was really good. Mm-hmm. It was delicious. That's why I took those enzymes. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I think yeah. that's it for the origins. 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 Yeah. All right. All right, folks. We will uh, follow us on soon. Instagram, Facebook, and soon to be website. Yep. And uh, even then, until the website's out, feel free to reach out to us uh, if you need some coaching, if you need some yeah. advice. I know both of us are very open just to have a first initial conversation and talk about what a strategy would look like, you know. So feel free to get at us. Uh, yeah, I'm buddy. Coach Adam. That's Coach Anthony. I'm Coach Anthony. And you can catch us both at Coach Adam or Coach Anthony at thefitaf.com. Those are our email addresses. Yes. Talk to you soon. Bye.